She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price, and today's episode is Heart of Worship. So, there have been times that I've been standing in church during worship, and for whatever reason, I just didn't feel it. Like, I wasn't feeling the song, it wasn't as upbeat as I like it, or maybe it was based off my circumstances, and we had a fight before we came to church that morning, um, or... That happens. Like, every Sunday, I feel like. (laughs) It's like the enemy really works hard on Sunday. Um... He works overtime on Sunday. It's just because you don't, they don't want you in the house of the Ain't Lord. That that's the all right. The truth right there. But, so like, we've had an argument with church, or my kids weren't listening, or I'm still mad about something that happened two days ago. I mean, there's no telling. Like, it happens all the time. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. But in those moments, I have found, like, if, if I didn't like the song, like, I just kind of stand there, and I'm like, uh. Or if it's a new song and I don't know the words, then that, I'm like, I don't know this song, but it's great once you learn the words, but it's always hard, like, when you don't know it, um, and so anyways, one Sunday, I was at church, and I didn't know the song, it was a new song, and so I just closed my eyes, and as I closed my eyes, it was like, God met me where I was at, and it's like, you finally get it, like, you don't, you don't choose to worship based off your circumstances when you're happy. You don't choose to worship when things are going great. You don't choose to worship when the song gives you the fuzzy feel goods or when you know the words to the song or you like the beat of the song. Like, you raise your hand in worship regardless. Like, you raise your hands in worship through your circumstances, through it all. Like, and, and we can be picky about those things where we're like, well, I'm just not going to raise my hand or I'm not going to praise because I don't like this or I don't feel like it. But our worship is not based off our circumstances. Yeah. And that's kind of where he met me at that Sunday. And I mean, I'm sure that we've all been there at some point, but um, as I was standing there and I was thinking over all the different things that had happened, you know, between families on Sunday or through situations that I'd gone through in the past. Maybe it was, I was in grief. Maybe I was frustrated. I was depressed. I was sad. I was upset. Um, But, you know, worship isn't based off feelings. And so we truly have to have a heart of worship. And I really think that that takes some breaking down and understanding in order to actually truly worship and have a heart of worship. Yeah. When I think about a heart of worship, I think about how our heart has to be in the right place and how you were saying that, um, you know, you have to be able to worship in any circumstance, in any situation, no matter where you are. We always should be able to praise God and worship God. Um, But our heart also can be so distracted by so many different things, such as, like you said, I don't like this song, or um, I had a bad day. And those distractions cause our hearts not to be open to what worship is all about. And worshiping God and praising God is all about that connection with Him, that one-on-one time with Him. And I can think of my most intimate times of just sitting at the feet of Him is being in the middle of a worship song, may know the words, may not know the words, having my eyes closed, and truly being in that moment. But my heart, again, has to be ready to accept. Um, It has to be ready to receive. It has to be ready to listen. Um, And if I go into, I have found that if I go into those moments of worship and I'm indwelling or in, in, or dwelling on the things that have happened and the things that, all of these things over the week or over that morning or over 
what I'm thinking or any if I'm allowing that to consume me, I'm not allowing my heart to be open to receiving. Mm-hmm. And I find my times in those areas of worship being less in tune to hearing what God has to say to me. Now, I have found one of the best things for me to have a, a good heart of worship, especially in those times of worship and praise, is if I find myself in a distracted place like that, in a place where it's been a bad week, it's been a bad morning, I've just got so much on my mind, I, I'm just not feeling it, whatever it may be, if I pray and say, God, basically say, God, I don't like the way I'm feeling. I know what I'm feeling is not right. And I let that go out. I'm able to honestly open my heart up better to receive Mm -hmm. what God is trying to give to me in that heart of worship. And honestly, that has been so, like, so powerful and such a blessing um, in worship to be able to really, like, feel His presence Mm -hmm. like none other. Mm -hmm. Like, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I mean, because truly, you're right. Like, when we when we are going through things, like, we should always be in prayer, right? And so, even for me, during, like, even if it's at the beginning of a service or before I'm going in the doors of the church, you know, my prayer is that, you know, like, I do have to go to Him in prayer, but I always ask, like, meet us where we're at, like you already do, but obviously, like, help or take away anything that's keeping us from hearing you or seeing you or, you know, whatever that may be, whatever that may look like. Like, I want to worship you. I want this to be about my relationship with you. I want to be here for you. Nothing else. No one else. Like, this this is for you and me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's us. And, you know, I feel like truly with, with worship, like, we shouldn't... Well, I know some people's thing is they don't want people looking at them or they're worried about what people may think. And I used to be like that, too. I had a friend that came to church with me, and I was like, okay, well, I can't really worship like I want to because she's with me, and what is she going to think? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I got over that a long time ago because truly, like there's, like you said, there's nothing like worshiping. And I know we all have different ways of worshiping, but um, truly, like there's something so freeing when we just allow ourselves to just let go of everything around us, like you said, the distractions, everything that's consuming us, whether it be good or bad, and just really surrender that over to God. But also going to Him in prayer and saying, Lord, take it away. Just take away the way I feel, like you said. I don't like this. Take away these distractions. Really, you know, I want to open up my heart to you. And so I know for myself, there's been so many circumstances for me that has caused me to not worship. But also through the trials of life, you know, we've talked about this recently. It was like, through our trials and whatever we're going through, we are to have a heart of worship. Yeah. And we may not feel like it. And we may not want to. And we may be upset or disappointed. And we may even be questioning God in those times. But if we have a heart of worship, it really just it changes our perspective. It changes our, our situation. And it really teaches us, I feel like, gratitude for where we're at in that moment, regardless of what it looks like. That's good. I um, actually know that a heart, being having a heart of worship also is having a weapon against the enemy. Mm. Um, when we have a heart open to worship, it is one of the most powerful things um, to fight against the enemy. So, like, if I go back to what I was saying, too, about... Um, being in a bad place or coming in in a bad place or not being in good circumstances, like you said, no matter where we are um, or how we're feeling or anything like that, um, that is like the biggest defense that you can have 
towards the enemy who is trying to attack you is having your heart open to be able to receive from God. Because if it's open to be able to receive from God, then it's closed off from anything that that enemy can throw at you. And that weapon is so much stronger um, than anything that he can do. Um, Having... God's power over top of you in that capacity and in that way um, does more damage than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, the enemy doesn't want us in that relationship with God, period. But when we're in that moment of worship or that time of worship, despite everything going on, like that is definitely not something he wants. He wants to use those situations against God. And so that that's an opportunity for us to turn away and and stop having faith and stop trusting. And so you're right. There's nothing he, he, he cannot stand the fact that we worship. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but truly for me personally, like it is a connection with God. Now, granted, I will go ahead and say this. When I sing, I don't sing very loud because it's not pretty. I know that they say make a joyful noise unto the Lord, but singing ain't my thing. So I'll sing along, but I don't go very loud with it. And so I did, definitely didn't get that gift. I'm going to stand next to you next time just to be like nudging you. Girl, get you loud, get louder, get louder. Go on, sing up in that choir. You got this. No. I know that that's not a spiritual gift for myself like I like to sing but I can't sing so I mean like but obviously like we but we don't do it for those things like we do it because we love God we do it because we serve God we do it because we're grateful just to even be able to be in church I mean that alone is such a huge thing because there's so many countries where they have to hide their Christianity and they can't even serve God publicly so the fact that we have that huge blessing you know we should be taking advantage of that and truly be spending that time in worship with him um and Genesis 22 is is the story of Abraham and how he asked Abraham, God asked Abraham to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, if it were me, I I mean, I can't say for sure what I would do, but honestly, I would be like, are you serious? Like, no, like I would probably be like, I can't do that. That's my, that's my child. Like you want me to sacrifice them? I love that story. I do too. And, but he was obedient and it said that he got up early. Let's see, Genesis 22, three, it says, So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. So he willingly did it, even though he knew in his heart as a father, like, I I don't, obviously he didn't want that, but God told him to do it and he was obedient in it and he still worshiped God anyway. And so that that story, that's just like a brief summary, but if y'all want to read Genesis 22, it, it tells you that story, and it's just such a huge thing, I think, because I can't say, I mean, for certain, if God told me to sacrifice one of my children, that I would get up early, you know, go split the wood and get the sacri- or like the, the offering ready, you know what I mean? I like, know, it depends on how they were at it. True. <laughs> I'm just true. kidding. I'm just kidding. Catch me on a bad day. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I can't, I can't imagine. And so the fact that he was obedient because he believed that God would provide, and he did. Yeah. He provided, and he stopped him because he knew that he was going to do what he was told to do. And so he stopped him with what he was doing, and he provided them the sacrifice. And so, you know, I feel like that little bit of that story, it just represents that even Abraham worshiped God despite the circumstances. It may, you know, worship don't always look the same. It doesn't necessarily mean standing in church with your hands raised. I mean, you can worship in your closet. You can worship in your car. Like, worship comes, I feel like, in different forms. But truly what, you know, what we mean by this is having a heart of worship is just being open, being open to that relationship with God, being obedient and just drawing closer with him through worship, whatever that may look like for you. Yeah. 
I love that story because it teaches us that with true obedience, we see we see God. And when he went to sacrifice him, it was like, hey, no, I don't need you to sacrifice that. I've given you a lamb. Yeah. And he's like, oh, whoa. But could you imagine what even the son was feeling like? Hey, what are you about to do? Like, Lord, you're my dad, you know? But how big of an impact worshiping God and doing sacrifices, Mm -hmm. even like we sacrifice when we worship. Yeah. Everywhere that we worship, they might not be on the same page as us, like you said earlier, or they might be, not be in the same situation to where they understand true worship. But through our worship, it really opens other people's eyes of what worship is as well. And when you were talking about, you know, there's many ways to worship. There's You know, we can worship by loving others because what have we been called to do? We've been called to love. God is love. We've been called to be love and love others. And so loving others is a a place of worship to God. That's worshiping God when we love others. Mm -hmm. Praise, praising, worshiping through praise and music. And, you know, God has met me so many times in my car. Mm -hmm. Like the Holy Spirit, goodness gracious, I can be riding down the road and hear some lyrics and I'm like, Lord, the Holy Spirit is in my car riding with me right now because I can start crying. The floodgates open. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, what? I was just fine. Lord, is it my hormones? But no, like the Holy Spirit for real, like will meet me right there in my car. And that's some good stuff right there because it's like almost like a revelation kind of thing where I could be going through something and all of a sudden like through that praise and worship music and just being open and vulnerable and receptive to what God wants to like lay on my own heart, I feel peace. Mm -hmm. It's the craziest thing. And then um, prayer. Prayer is a wonderful way to worship. Praying and and just sitting with God and being at the feet of God, we can worship through that too. We worship Him through prayer. his word, reading his word, that's a beautiful way to worship. Giving, giving back, serving, and giving back um, with what God has given you. Um, we are not meant to keep everything to ourselves. We are to give back. And so there's so many ways that we can worship. Um, but I think we have to also be very careful because there also is things that we can worship in this world mm-hmm. that distracts us, distracts us from worshiping who we're meant to worship. There's so many things, TV, our phones, there's so many idols that are things that can become idols to us. Our children can become idols. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many things that can become idols that we put before God. Um, And we have to be really careful that God comes first and our worship and our praise to Him comes first because these things that become distractions can also block our hearts from receiving and hearing what God wants to give us through His praise and worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. I'm going to go back to where you were talking about like the sacrifice. So, like, you're right. Like, I didn't even think of that, but like, to be a Christian means to sacrifice. You know, we go into it sometimes not really sure. You know, when we first accept Christ, we may not know everything that comes afterwards, but we quickly learn throughout the process that like being a Christian means sacrificing a lot. It means sacrificing your old lifestyle, your old Mm -hmm. habits. Sometimes that's friendships. Sometimes, you know, people like it just it really could vary but honestly like we sacrifice to live a life for Christ and there's nothing wrong with that like that is what we are called to do and so you know 
making a sacrifice like you said that that's worship and then I love what you said too about riding down the road like I've had that encounter too I mean there's been times I've had to pull over on the side of the road because I couldn't get my mess together <laughs> like it like the Holy Spirit like and if you've never had that encounter with him like I'm serious when I say he can meet you wherever you are I don't care if you're sitting on the toilet like wherever you're at he can meet you the Holy Spirit meets you where you're at you have to have an open heart yeah you know you have to be willing willing you know and ready and just open like that's just my thing is like be open be open to him speaking to you and I'm not saying that he speaks to me every day because I mean obviously I you know I don't feel like I had that kind of encounter every single day but he speaks in different ways he shows up every day through the eyes of our children like there's just so many ways and so like Crystal was talking about you know different ways of serving and, and loving and all of those things is a heart of worship and I honestly I want to have a heart of worship I never want to lose sight of that because when I do that I feel like we're not humbling ourselves and we've lost sight of who we are through Christ. And, you know, I now ever since that day in church, like I really try hard, like regardless of the circumstances, not yeah. just on Sundays, but I try to worship every single day throughout the week. And, and if we're talking about worship music, I will say that a huge distraction for me used to be other genres of music. And I finally had to get to a point where I had to cut that crap out because for me personally, and I'm not saying for you, but for myself, like it, I wouldn't want to say a stumbling block, but it was an issue for me. Like, it yeah. was something I felt convicted about because if it doesn't, and I had an old pastor tell me this, like, if it doesn't, what did he say? If it doesn't line up with God or if it's not something you would listen to God sitting with you right there beside of you with, then why would you listen to it when, you know, yeah. you're by yourself? Or, I, always, I always sit there and I think, I'm like, if God came back right now and this is what I was doing, yeah. like, how would I feel? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... No, so probably that's probably not the best thing, you know. Yeah. Like I've thought about that before. I'm like, I don't know if he would like. Definitely, I don't know. Like yeah. I started to question. <laughs> I know it's so easy to do. I mean, there's been times. I don't know if y'all do this, but driving down the road too, like. Back in the day, if I had, like, music on, I was like, well, if I were to get in a wreck and this were still playing when the police or whoever were to show up at the scene, like, they would be like, what is she doing listening to this? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's just random thoughts that we have. But I'm just saying, like, so for me personally, like, I am able, I feel like I connect better with God if I let go of more worldly stuff, which I think we all do. But for me, music was one of those things. And so I had committed myself to listening to Christian music and not allowing you know, the worldly music to consume me or to play a part because in all honesty, like it, it did, I'm not saying there's not songs out there that aren't good, but I'm saying like, for me personally, that was something that I was convicted of. And for me, that's, that's good for me. Like I, if I, it's easy, it's almost like an addiction, I guess, so to speak. Like if I start just one time listening to something that's not Christian music or worship music, that's all it takes for me. And I'm quickly hooked back on it. So I have to check myself. Like even if I'm in the car, with my husband or my kids and they got something else on, I'll turn it off or I'll turn the channel. Like I just, that's just, I just can't do it. I wanted to share when you were sitting there talking, it made me think of, I shared this on social media the other day, but, um, I was riding down the road going to work and I had some Christian music playing and I literally was like, okay, God, like, I just want to have my eyes open and I want to just hear if you have anything to say to me. Like, I just, anyways, and so I was just riding on the road and all of a sudden I saw a um, nativity scene. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, you know, and in my head it crossed, it like, well, it crossed my mind. I'm like, wow, you know, like that was kind of crazy. It's February, but these people have this up and, 
it's kind of there all year round. But what a reminder, like, I really am free and I can live in freedom because mm-hmm. Jesus came back to die for my sins. Like, I'm so thankful for that. Like, I'm so thankful for that. And then I ride a little farther and I see birds flying in there. <laughs> like, like you don't see birds flying in there every day. But I saw birds, birds flying in there and I was like, wow, you know what? In scripture, he says that he will give, he supplies for them and he will supply far more for us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like, God, like, you are my supplier. Like, you are going to give me everything I need. And then, meanwhile, keep riding down the road. This wasn't a long trip, but it seems like <laughs> Keep riding down the road, and I see, um, or the song, Never Alone, comes on. And it was talking about, you know, I'm never alone and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, as much as sometimes in our lives we fight and we feel like we're alone and, um, and honestly, sometimes we just want to be alone. But either way, like, we are just, we're really never alone. Like, no matter what, he's always beside us. And just those three things on my way to work. And I said, wow, like, my eyes were open and I was listening and I was wanting to worship you. Like, I was wanting to be there. And I noticed three things to remind me before I got to work mm-hmm. of how good you are and your goodness. And every day I, I don't do that you know what yeah. I mean like that, that I wish I did but yeah. I don't and you know but having that heart of worship and being mm-hmm. open and ready to receive no matter what no matter the circumstances is such a beautiful thing because you really 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 get to experience God's goodness mm-hmm. with having that heart of worship heart of worship but you also had a heart of gratitude mm-hmm. like and we don't wake up like that every yeah. day, but we should. I mean, it's just, it's so funny how some days it just hits you more than others. And you're like, wow, like, I'm thankful I can hear or I can see or I can taste or smell or whatever it may be. And then other days we're just disgusted with everything and <laughs> nothing's good enough for it's us. those days where you're like, well, yeah. you woke up on the wrong side of bed. You need to go to sleep and wake back up. Exactly. I always say, I'm just going to go to bed and tomorrow's a new day. And let's just hope it, it's better when I wake up. And so, like, even Monday I texted Crystal and I was like, I'm claiming it to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's a new week, new day. And I felt that way. Like, I truly felt it. And when we think positive like that, and we go ahead and claim it and put it out there, I truly think we're setting ourselves up for success with those things. And so why not find a reason to be thankful and have a heart of worship and a heart of gratitude and just really worship God where we're at, wherever that is, you know, whether that is serving people, whether that is washing someone's feet, whether that's taking them a meal, whether it's just loving your enemies and turning the other cheek when you just really want to slap them back. I mean, like, (laughs) whatever it is, have a heart of worship because that's what God has called us to do. And he is worth it because he sacrificed so much for us when he sent his only son to die for our sins the least we can do is have a heart of worship for him. Yes, and take, when you think about what you center your life around, what you center it around every day, um, sometimes I can say I center my life around my kids. Sometimes I can say I center my life around my husband. I center my life around my job. I center my life around my ministry. Like there's so many things that sometimes I get wrapped up in. I can say I center my life around this. But having a heart of worship is centering your life around Christ. Mm -hmm. So every day, it's one of those things where you have to say, where is my center? Where is it? Is my center around worshiping things that I shouldn't be? Where is my center? And you need to make sure that you're centering your life around Christ. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's most important. 
All right, guys, so we hope that this gives you a little bit of nudge to make sure that your heart is in an area to be vulnerable and open and accepting, having a heart of worship. And there's one more thing. We've not actually ever said this at the end of an episode, but we have a website. Yes, y'all go check it out. It is www.sheshedsreallight.com. Yep. And there's goodies on there, but you can also just catch up with us and leave feedback. So if we don't know you and we've never met you, we would love to hear from you and hear about how the podcast has impacted you. So please mm-hmm. visit us on our website. What is it again, Susan? www.sheshedsreallight.com. All right, guys. We'll talk, talk to you, to you next later. Week. Bye. Bye.